0: Welcome to a God Shift Podcast, where we equip Christian women to harness the power of their influence and authority to counteract the plans of the enemy, advance the purposes of God, plus learn ways to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I am a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. You're in the right place to learn effective strategies to be a force for godly change. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so thrilled that you are here today, but before we get started, I have a favor to ask of you. Wherever it is that you're listening to this episode, I just want you to take a screenshot. And with that screenshot, I want you to, number one, post it on your social media, and then I just want to hear your biggest aha moment, Or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Be sure you tag us, though, here at A God Shift so that I can see it and celebrate you. And the reason why I do that is because I say all the time, like, I'm not one of those hosts that's wildly concerned about how many downloads I have or how many people are listening, but here's what I know. I know that there are so many people out there, especially women leaders, that are really wanting to do what they can to uphold Christian values, and they may just not know where to start. So the more times that these episodes are shared, the more that we can all do our part and making sure that we know the strategies that we can put in place to make sure that our Christian values are not going anywhere. All right, so I'm going to read my guest's bio, and then I'm just busting at the seams, y'all. I cannot wait to get to this conversation. So my guest today hosts various conferences throughout the world and also leads countless ministry teams to the nations. One of her greatest passions is to equip and empower God's people to fulfill their purpose and destiny on planet Earth. She holds several titles, but more than anything else, her desire is to be known as a little girl with a big daddy. We happen to have the same daddy, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, Leanne, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to A God Shift.
1: Oh, Shana, thank you so much. Uh, I've I just been waiting for this. I knew this was going to be an amazing time with you, and I'm honored and I'm humbled to be on.
0: Thank you so much. You know, when the Lord gave me this assignment and He said, Shane, I'm 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 calling you to raise up an army of women that is going to fight to realign the world to my purposes and my plans, you're the very first person that I reached out to and was like, I've got this idea and this is kind of what I'm doing. I probably need you to take a look at it and tell me if I'm on the right track, but I absolutely know that I have to have you on the show. So I'm honored to have you here. I had the pleasure of being on your show. Maybe five to six months ago, and so I'm, I'm honored to be able to return the favor. So where I want to start with this, Leanne, is that, you know, the reason why I really started, well, I didn't just start the show, obviously, my podcast has been around for almost four years, but the reason why this season I'm focusing on making sure that women leaders are really equipped to learn how to use their current influence and authority to you know, to do their part to uphold Christian values is because when we look at the culture around us, it seems like everything is opposing God. It doesn't matter if it's in our schools, if it's the attack on Israel, if it's what's going on with our governmental laws that are being passed. It just seems like if it's not against God, it's not good if it's not against God. Nobody wants to, you know, put it out there. So I would love to hear from you because I know you know a little bit about this.
1: How do we transform a culture? Wow, I love that question. It's one of my favorite questions. Well, you know, Shana, I've been in full time ministry, my husband and I, since 1984, and uh, we knew how to fast and pray and do our devotions and evangelize and worship, and we—I call that the priestly role, the priestly anointing, the priestly assignment. But, but I didn't know how to be a king. And, you know, Paul, um, David was priest and king, Jesus was priest and king, and, and Paul was priest and king. And so I find that most believers, most pastors, most ministers, they know how to be the priest and do the priest, but not the king. At least that was my, for me. And yeah. I think the way I know, I don't think, I know the way we shift and transform cultures is that we do it from the mindset uh, in, of our, in our identity um, as kings. And so for the priests, I say all the time the priest wore the gems on the ephod on their their chest, their heart, near their heart. But where did the king wear his gems? He wore it in the crown. This yeah. is for this is for feeling, for compassion and passion. This is for wisdom and understanding. And so I say all the time that priests can pray, but it's kings that um, go to war. Peace uh, priests pay, pray or intercede, but kings make decrees. Kings are the one that shifts cultures. And I think one reason we're not seeing Communities, our cities, our nations, um, you know, to our, our nation transformed is because we're doing the priestly thing, but we do not understand the kingly assignment, the kingly anointing. I didn't understand that until six years ago when mm-hmm. God brought a business into our life that caused us to begin to understand, okay, I got the priestly thing, that's ministry. Okay, now I got the kingly thing, that's business. And to me, in my world, it's called business tree. And we marry the two together, and boom, it's absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah. And I know that I personally struggled with that as well. I always felt like I lived such a siloed life. It was like you had Jesus Shana over here. You had business Shayna over here. Now, you couldn't help but to get Jesus Shayna when you hired business Shayna, because I believe that everywhere you go, there you are. But okay. I never really knew how to like how do I blend the two together? How do I package it? How do I brand it so that it's I can just give myself full permission to be all that God has called me to be because, most leaders, and that's who's listening to to this podcast. Most of us are multi passionate. Most of us do have our foot in more than just wor- one world. And so, if someone is listening to this, Leanne, and they're like, "Yeah, I get it. I do need to rec- I do recognize number one that I'm priest and king. But how do I make those two worlds come together so that I can be more impactful in
1: my leadership?" Well, I think we have to understand our role as kings. Um, I mean, we, again, we truly understand our function as, as priests. And, uh, and I say to people all the time, you know, a king, um, he gets up in the morning and he's not checking his checkbook to see how he's going to take care of his kingdom. Correct. Priests, priests get up every morning. Most priests that I know, um, they get up every morning and go, okay, how are we going to pay the bills? you're yeah, going to do this, you know? And yeah, no, so no. there's such a world of difference between the priest and the king. And so let me just say, this. I, I was in Pasadena doing a conference with Che on last April, and we had 500 evangelists and apostles and prophets and worship leaders and pastors and this and this in the room. And I was on a marketplace panel with Che. And so I asked, I had the whole crowd. I said, guys, again, you know, Paul was sent in Acts 9.15. He was sent to three groups of people. He was sent to the Jews. He was sent to the Gentiles. And I said, Who's the third group They he was sent to? Nobody knew the answer. Nobody. Wow. And I said, nine, Acts nine 9.15 says he was sent to the Jews, Gentiles, and the kings. We forget the kings. Wow. And we will not shift cultures if we are not comfortable around kings. But the way we are comfortable around kings is we got to think as a king. And so for me, I began to study the whole principle of uh, functioning as a king, as Jesus did, as David did, as Paul did, and so many others in the word of God, They they learned how to hang around kings. You know what? I, I had a pastor. I'm sorry, Shana, but I had a pastor when I was pastoring in Ohio a few years ago, another pastor friend of mine a couple of hours away. He was talking to me one day. He said, Leanne, i got some millionaires coming to my church and I don't know what to do with them. And I'm like, oh my gosh, if you don't know what to do with them, what is your, what's your congregation know what to do with them? Yeah. And, you know, we have got to learn how to not have a book. Um, a, most, I, I, you know, I pastored in Ohio and I got there in 2014, the, the, the parking lot, the church is, I was a third pastor in 53 years. The, the parking lot was hor- horrendous. And, you know, the the, the people in the church are saying, Pastor, we're going to pray a millionaire comes to our church to to pay, pay the pay for our, our parking lot. And I said, no, we won't. I said, first, it's more of a witness to our community if we pay for that parking lot. And I said, secondly, a millionaire won't walk near this building because you have a you have a hook.
0: Yes. You have a hook.
1: And I said, and he'll smell you from a mile away because we do not know how to honor kings. And wow. one last thing, and I'll turn it back to you, is that, Priests, kings know how to network. I'm talking about entrepreneurs. You know, when Jesus chose his first 12, his little band of guys, we're going to transform They weren't the other preachers. Side down. No, they all came to the priests. marketplace. They were all entrepreneurs. He knew if he went to the priest in the temple, it would not happen. So That's I'm going to okay. go to these business guys because entrepreneurs and network marketers, they know how to network hey, who does your website for you? And hey, I saw you did this. And, and what do you, and, but you know what? Priests are like, we have our denomination, you have yours. We have our worship, you have yours. We have our, de- and you have yours. Let's, you you do your thing, we'll do our thing. Let's see how it works out in 2000 years, it hasn't. Okay. Yeah. And so I really believe God's using the marketplace again to turn the world right side up that we can literally impact and transform cultures. That's one of the things I've been doing in Cuba for almost 20 years now. I mean, it's insane, 64 trips into Cuba, what we've seen happen in Cuba, because we went in thinking as kings, not just feeling as priests.
0: Yeah. One of the things that I believe, Leanne, is if we're going to transform cultures, if we're going to really um, have maximum impact, there can't just be a few of us, right? Like if it's just me, you, and six other people it's going to be a lot more difficult what's the saying like you don't want to be a small ripple you know small ripple in a big pond and so how do we mobilize other people to buy into this especially christians you know this is a christian podcast but if if we as individuals embrace this concept of blending priesthood with king how do we mobilize other people to adopt that same mindset because obviously we're in the minority. So how do we get more people in alignment with that thought process?
1: Well, one way is doing exactly what you're doing. You know, you have a voice and you're getting the world the, the word out there to others. I have a podcast. I'm actually my podcast. I am the transformational coach, spirit, soul, body, and finances, okay? And mm-hmm. so, and then we've got literature out there. Um, I'm reading a book right now called Rich Church, Poor Church. It is blowing my mind. Somebody recommended it to me two weeks ago, or about two and a half weeks ago. You know, Shayna, I released my recent book um, last March, and it's Missionary Millionaire, but the subtitle, I mean, this is the meat of the book, Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings. And so I've had so many people that I don't even know send text messages. Well, not they would know me if they sent a text message to my phone number, but Facebook messages or other ways they've gotten in touch with me, emails going, oh my gosh. I mean, from all over the country, I just read your book and it impacted me, or a gal out in, in Bakersfield about four months ago, she emailed me. And she said, I just, I read your book in 24 hours and I cried the whole way through because it's the thinking we've been taught, you know, basically, you know, there, there are certain priests that from very beginning, they become a, a priest, priest. They take a vow of poverty mm-hmm. now, for me. Yeah, they do. And for me, I never took, Lord, that's not literary, my assignment, is it? <laughs> oh, exactly. Right. I'm like, if I ever did that, God, it, I repent. And we really, even though I didn't lay my hand on a Bible or go before a committee and say I take a vow of poverty, in my mind, I was taught that. Like, you know, yeah. the, the less you had, the more holy you were. Well, that is so not right. That's so not biblical. I've had one person give me and in, in 10 months push back on this, and she's a worship leader. And she says, you can't be a missionary millionaire. And I'm like, and where is that in the Bible? Deuteronomy 8.18 says, I've given you the power to cultivate wealth. Like I'm not talking about riches. Okay. I'm talking about cultivating wealth because if you're chasing riches, you will never learn how to cultivate wealth. All right. So it's about cultivating wealth. And so I think we're getting the word out there. This is the way we get it. I know that I'm on a mission because I I was doing a uh, a few months ago, I was on a zoom with um, uh, a pastor that's a coach in our organization, our our health coach, coaching organization. And um, he said he's been in music ministry for many years. And him and his wife are approaching retirement age. And he said this to me, and it broke my heart. Leanne, I can only pray and hope one of our four kids loves us enough to take care of us when we retire. Listen, my kids and my grandkids are not my social security No, nor should they be. No, they shouldn't be. and Because God has given us the opportunity to cultivate that wealth. So even though I did not take a literal vow of poverty... The way we, you know, we went through YWAM in 1984. No bash against YWAM. We loved YWAM. And in that time, that's kind of like what you did. Mm-hmm. But today, I mean, we've gone back to our son and daughter and said, would you guys forgive us? We're sorry we rationed you two Oreos a day when we lived on a mission field in Mexico. Like, you know, we're sorry we had holes in the floorboard of our Jeep when we rode down the streets in Mexico. You know what I mean? It's that kind yeah. of thing. And thankfully, they're not bruised by it, okay? Um, they, they do very well in life. But we've we've created this culture. Um of uh, basically being a pauper yes. instead of a king. And yeah. people listen, kings go to a priest for a blessing, priests go to kings for a handout. And let yeah. me tell you, kings hang out with kings, they don't hang out with priests. So we've got to shift this mindset that you know, and, and we've separated the 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 pulpit from the CEO desk, CEO desk. We've separated the pulpit from the city council chambers as well, and the government mountain that government sphere I think God's going to use to turn things right side up as well. He's got a lot of work to do there and he's God, thankfully, and he can do it. But it is separating that pulpit because we thought, oh, well, we'll just wait for the business people to come in and pay the bills. That is not like kingdom at all. So I think this, what you're doing, what I'm doing, what others I know are doing, we are driving the message to get this upside down thinking turned right side up.
0: I love that you answered it that way, because when I looked at what it is that the Lord is calling me to create, I'm real clear, and I want to make sure that other people are clear, that this is not about you creating something new. You're not going to come to me, and I'm going to teach you how to start a new business. You're not going to come to me, and I'm going to teach you how to create a platform to shout at the rooftops of how we uphold our Christian values. This is about stewarding what we already have in our hands now. We all have an audience. Some of us, our audience is at home. Some of our audience is in our community, but some of us do have actual platforms. And I'm glad that you said that because sometimes when people hear things like transform cultures, they think there's no way in the world little old me is going to be able to do anything to transform a a culture. And it doesn't have to be because you're at some national level. You don't have to be like Leanne and be blessed to go to Cuba 64 times. But who already has your ear? And think about that and how you can be begin to share concepts that like Leanne is sharing with you and that what you will hear when you listen to some of the other episodes in this season as well. You don't have to learn something new. You just have to steward what it is that you already have in your hands. So Leanne, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about different ways that we can mobilize other leaders. We'll be right back. God is commissioning women leaders to uphold Christian values and change the course of history for his glory and to mobilize other women to blaze the same trail. Want to know what type of kingdom leader you are and learn specific strategies to impact change based on your type? Find out by going to kingdomtrailblazerquiz.com right now. All right. So we're talking about mobilizing because, like I said, if if there's only going to be efforts of a few people, it's going to be more difficult, maybe not impossible, but more difficult to have impact. And, you know, you talked a little bit about money. I do believe that money is a mobilizer. And when we see some of the things that are going on in the world around us, having funds can sometimes make it easier to, to make some things happen. And so in your book, you know, you talked a lot about that. I've read your book. I mean, your book had me up all night and, um, I, You know, when you started talking about—this is a conversation for another day—but when you started talking about, like, I knew I was a pastor and all these other things, but I I knew that I had this apostolic grace that was on my life, and I was just trying to figure that whole thing out. Like, girl, I was about to tear this house up. You don't even know it. (laughs) If I would have been one of those people that had your phone number, I would have texted you in the middle of the night and been like, oh, my goodness. But anyway— In your book, you talk about the importance of increasing finances. So can you talk a little bit about if we're going to transform cultures, why it's so important that we increase our finances?
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, You know, uh, again, we were priests for many, many years. And then six and a half years ago, God brought a business into our life. It's a health coaching business. And, uh, you know, if somebody would have told me back then, oh, this is what you're going to do with this business, you're going to blow it up, da, da, da. And it just, it's not because I'm somebody super. It's just like um, three out of every four people in America are unhealthy, overweight, and obese. Okay. So that's the thing. It's just a huge need out there. So that's why our business has been so successful. Um, but if somebody would have told me six and a half years ago that I would have the business I have today, I would have said, you're crazy. Like, I mean, you know, financially. Um, but it did, it just blew up. And so for us, we're like, well, then how do we manage this wealth that God's bringing us? So about a year and a half into coaching, this is what God spoke to me. Um, Shana, he said, Leanne, I gave you the program for your health. I lost 35 pounds in three and a half months. She reset my metabolism. I'm obviously 68 in Mark and I feel 48. I mean, I feel like amazing, but I gave you the program, the health program for your health. But this is the real key. I gave you the fine, the business for your finances that you can go where you want to go. Do what you want to do and give you want to give to. And money will never be a question. Don't ask me for it again. Now you're talking about somebody who's been a full-time ministry since 1984. Pastor, yeah. worked for Teen Challenge for 10 years, missionary. I mean, you know, all this stuff. And here I am. I'm like, okay. But you know what the beautiful thing is? If, if God leads me, this is when you really know you're starting to live and think and, 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 um, and, and function as a king is when you can get up in the morning and God puts a, a figure on your heart to give to so-and-so or do whatever, and you don't have to check your checkbook. Yes. You know? So for me, Cuba is in a real dire state right now. Worse, it's been in over 60 years. And I can say, take you know $5,000, send it to one of our main leaders in, in Cuba. I help oversee 300 churches in our network there and say, Hey, you know, get this money, buy as much beans and rice as you can and get it out to our churches. And I don't have to check my checkbook. So yeah. that's when we, cause people go, well, you're just always talking about money. I'm like, you know what? The majority of Christians go to bed every night thinking about money. Worried How about am I going to pay my bills? Yeah. yeah. I had a coach one time
0: tell me, Leanne, she says, you know, you do what you do in your business because you want to have um, influence and you want to have impact, but you can't, impl- you can't impact anyone if you're broke. So we want to avoid income. We want, you know, we want to avoid talking about money. We act like we don't have to have it, but the more income you have coming in, the more impact that you can have. I mean, I've read your book. I've followed you now for a quarter, you know, more than half a year, and I know all of the great things that you do in in nations and in lives and in communities, and you couldn't do any of that if you didn't have the income to be able to do so. So we have to once and for all put this myth to bed that, you know, that it doesn't take money. We don't need money. Oh, all we got to do is pray and trust God. I do want you to pray and I do want you to trust God, but I want you to believe God for the resources that are going to help you accomplish what it is that he's given you.
1: Yeah. And, you know, that's one of the things is a lot of believers, they spend so much time praying for God's provision on their life that they're really not able to effectively seek his kingdom first and wow. so you know i'm not saying i mean i ask god often god i would you just expand our business like pour out your blessings upon it god bring more people to us god so we can first help more people get healthy so they can complete their assignment that yeah. god's given them for you for, That you've given them to expand your kingdom but also blessing them financially so they can do whatever you're you're asking them to do to fund your kingdom on, here on earth so a lot of people you know People go, well, you know, you know, the love of money, you know, is the root of all e- evil or money's the root of all evil. I'm like, no, the love of money. And, you know, uh, people say, well, you know, we can't make money of God. I'm like, I'm not making money of God. I'm like, give me your checkbook for five minutes or your bank account. And I can tell you who your God is. I'll show because you who your God is. <laughs> there's so many people. And look, I used to be there. I'm not bashing anyone. I'm, not, I'm just thankful that God began to flip our thinking right side up to think kingdom And that we can take and look. it takes money to transform communities it takes money to uh, transform you know cities and nations and and we have to have but you know who has all the money and people would say well you know it says that you know the wealth the 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 wicked stored up for the you know the righteous however that scripture goes i'm like yeah that's not what it means by that you know and jesus jesus he wasn't poor people think jesus was poor No, he wasn't. His mom and dad had money for the inn. His dad had a business. There just was no room in the inn. There was no, uh, and Mary's jostling on this donkey, having contractions like God's coming and Joseph, I don't care if he's born in a cave. You better get me into a cave or wherever, you know? And then what does he get as his first gifts? Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. That was wealth back then. And then at the cross, the Roman soldiers are bartering, gambling for his clothes. He did not have rags. I mean, what, you know, who, who gambles for somebody's clothes and these guys are gambling for it. So it's just a lot. I can just tell you that I was raised in the church and I was raised with the mentality that we just do the priest thing, the priest thing, the priest thing, and leave the king thing from, you know, the Kings. No, we are called to be a Royal priesthood. We're called to be priests and Kings. It's throughout the Bible. And that's how we are going to shift and transform cultures and nations.
0: There you have it, folks. That's why she's here. That's why she's one of the first people that I called on. So Leanne, before we uh, begin to close and we tell people how they can find you and follow you and all of those
1: things, would you have any final words for the audience? You know, I'm just, uh, it's, this is fun. This is so much fun. Um, I've had to learn, uh, not the balance of business and ministry, but the rhythm and of being in, in ministry for so, so, so many years when the business came in six and a half years ago, I'm like, Whoa, how do, how do I balance this? And my spiritual father, Leif Hetland, said, you don't, you learn the rhythm. And yeah. so that's something I've been practicing to know, when do I, when do I rise up and, and with the anointing of the king and shift cultures and, and, and be able to sit in a room full of millionaires now and not be intimidated or like awkward or whatever? But you know what? I can honor them without a hook, okay? because Or when is it time to step into the priestly anointing, the priestly role? that I can just shift cultures um, as a priest as well. So um, I just, you know, ask God, say, Father, I've only lived as a priest. Would you show me, Jesus, you were king too. Would you show me how to function and the role and the anointing of a king, not just as a priest?
0: Absolutely. That's so good. Leanne, how
1: can they follow you on social media? Oh, so um, I have leandgothministries.org, ministries, plural, leandgothministries.org. I'm on Facebook at Leanne Goff. Um, I am also on Instagram at Leanne Goff and Leanne Goff Ministries um, there. And so that's pretty much, you know, how you can get all Or you can email me at Leanne at Leanne Goff Ministries as well. So um, wow. I think, yeah, Leanne, Leanne Goff Ministries. I think that's where you email me. I'd have to ask my assistant, but I think that's the right one, but. Yeah, that's some of the places.
0: We'll get it there. We'll get the links there. Yeah. Um, even if I have to get with you, we'll get the le- links there um, in the show notes. So Leanne, if someone is listening to this and they're like, I need more of this. I've got to learn more from this woman. What would you like to offer them so that they can take things further with you?
1: Well, actually, again, my book, I think if you really want to be impacted, look, Shana, you could have written this book. I know you, um, I know a lot of people that could have written this book, but for some reason God gave me the assignment to do it. And um, But i get my book, Missionary and Millionaire, Transforming Cultures as Priests and Kings. Um, I, again, I, I second everybody. That. And then um, I would just be, if somebody's out there and, and they're like, well, how can I, can I, I want a I wanna business, how can I grow? Um, just pray about considering joining our team as a health coach. We are always looking for more health coaches. And you may say, well, I don't know anything about health. Seven years ago. Somebody would tell me I would be a health coach. I'd say, you're crazy. I don't know anything about health. Sounds boring. Why would I do that? And today I absolutely love it because we're transforming lives, impacting lives. And then we also have you know, the opportunity to get healthy yourself. The church needs to get healthy. It's spirit, soul, and body. And we're not talking about the body.
0: I I think you're so right. I don't want to get off on on another conversation because we have to go. But one of my really good friends says we have to prepare our bodies for what it is that we're praying for. Some of us have these big visions and they have these big missions, but they can't go from here to the door in my studio without being out of breath. So, yes, get healthy. Get some money so that we can uphold Christian values and so that we can transform cultures and become more effective leaders. So Leanne, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Everyone, I hope that you will share, share, share this episode and that you will listen to future and previous episodes as well. Everyone have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to a God Shift podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with someone else. Be blessed.